This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And good Saturday morning on this opening day of the mostly neglected spring squirrel season. If you're going to be planning to hunt uh, squirrels for this spring season, which opens this morning, uh, send me a text about it. And if you use any different strategies this time of year as opposed to the fall and winter season, once you remember, if you are going out, it is three per person limit per day, not the eight that you will be able to get during the fall and winter seasons. And by the way, if you're successful, I got a great recipe. It's quick and easy using Uncle Larry's Stew in a Few. It's on one of our Bayou Wild episodes. If you want to uh, go find it, you can go to BayouWildTV.com and look under the archive shows. And I'm pretty sure we have just the cooking feature there, too. There's some short features, and, of course, the whole programs are there, too. Anyway, text me, 504-260-1870 with your squirrel report. Also today is the long-awaited 19th annual Paddlepalooza Kayak Tournament. Scheduled to return home to Bridgeside Marina in Grand Isle. Be kicking off this morning. We'll have a live update with our field reporter, Brendan Bayard. Now, I'm not so sure about the weather, but it could be spared. We'll take a little closer look at that in a minute. We also have other area reports from our field reporters. And, of course, you, the audience, we rely on you and invite you to give us your reports by way of our text line. Also, along with your comments and questions, all welcomed. That number again, 504-260-1870. This week I attended a a very busy Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission agenda meeting. Uh, It was covering legislation uh, dealing with the bounty for feral hogtails, bans on carbon capture injections under Lake Maurepas, on-water trespassing issues, adjusting some duck season dates, setting of the statewide shrimp season, Possible new redfish regulations changes, that was a biggie. And, of course, the status of House Bill 576 to restrict pogie boats. We'll have another live update on that issue from the Louisiana Coastal Conservation Association Director, David Cresson. That's a lot of stuff to cover. If I don't get it all today, we'll continue it next week. If you have a particular uh, item or issue of interest in mind you'd like to hear more about over another, text me your choices and we'll give it priority. This week, our bad boy, the outdoor selection, comes to us compliments of a repeat offender turkey hunter in Claiborne Parish, Louisiana. We'll have that story for you. All right, now all that all-important weather forecast, and if you're not getting wet over near the Texas-Louisiana state line, there's a good chance you will. There's two systems I've been keeping an eye on. That one, which has got some pretty intense storms embedded, but it does have a tendency to maybe break up a little bit as it sweeps across the state, moving from west to east. There's another system not nearly as uh, heavy with thunderstorms that's out in the Gulf, probably 50 or 60 miles out. It is also moving from the west to the east. So 
Uh, all I can tell you is there's some systems around. We don't know what they're going to do. They could expand. They could uh, diminish. They could change a little bit of direction. But uh, chances are you got about a 50% shot you're going to get wet. So I would say definitely have your personal radar with you and keep an eye on it. And for the most part, offshore, it's not too bad on the wind, southeast at 5 to 10. Of course, if you're in those thunderstorms, they could be higher. Uh, tomorrow, same thing, uh, southeast winds 10 knots, 2 to 3 foot seas. On the interior lakes and bays, southeast winds 5 to 10 with a light chop. That's going to be both days of the weekend. Got a lot of water moving, average tide range 1.4. Mississippi River is falling. That's a little good news, but we could have a rise coming behind it. 7.2 on the gauge. So that's kind of the situation. The stage is set. All we got to do now is hear from our field reporters, and I've been getting some really good saltwater reports for those who have been dodging the rainstorms and the winds and the raindrops. You got to kind of pick your days this time of the year. We're going to be sending you down to uh, St. Bernard Parish. Robbie Campo joins us. He'll give us a full-scale report on what's happening right now, up to date, at the Campos Marina in Shell Beach. That's next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. All right, if you're headed out fishing or hunting squirrels this morning, uh, well, depending on where you are, you got a little bit of a window of an opportunity. Some places got a larger window. I think one of the biggest windows is down in St. Bernard Parish because uh, that's the last area of Louisiana that's probably going to get wet, if they even get wet. Let's check in with Robbie Campo. He's there. He can tell you the best picture you'll ever get. Robbie, what's it looking like down there? Well, Don, we got about we got uh, probably a five or six uh, mile an hour southeast wind this morning. Um, I, I think the stage is set for a beautiful day here. Um, I, you know, from looking on the radar, I seen some rain way south of us in the Gulf, and there's a bunch of rain kind of back towards the Louisiana Texas line back that way, uh, west of us. But I tell you, yesterday, I mean, we thought we was going to get hammered with the rain, and it just kind of split and went around us and. Uh, you know, we didn't get a drop here at, uh, at Shell Beach, so um, <laughs> hopefully today that'll be the case again. It, it The uh, same thing know. could happen. It could go north. It could split up. It could diminish and peter out before it ever gets there. You just don't know. Right, absolutely. Uh, you know, Don, this week of fishing was just an incredible week of fishing. Um, 
I think some of those big trout are starting to migrate out of the lake and they're hitting Lake Barn on the eastern shoreline. We're seeing some nice, really, really nice trout come off the eastern shoreline of Lake Barn yesterday. Um, uh, you know, as as well as on the backside of dam and going out to Long Rocks out in the Sound. Uh, many of the limits come off the islands this week, uh, you know, and it's just been a phenomenal week of fishing over here in the south of us, over in the Lake Coquille area, Lake Robin area. They're still catching fish back there. Uh, they're not as big a trout as they are on the outside, but nevertheless, they're 12 and enough, and they got they got buku trout back there. They're fishing them under the birds. Um, same as for the oyster reefs over here in Christmas Camp Lake area, Comfort Island. I mean, you have you have a ton of options today, and especially with the way the uh, direction of this wind's blowing. So, um, you know, we got plenty of live shrimp in the tanks. So if you're coming down here, hook the left at the bridge, come on down and see us, and we'll get you in the water, get you going. You can get your biscuit over here at Tiwi's, uh, at the Tiwi's Food Trailer, and you know, it's a one-stop shop. But I would bring some rain gear just in case. But I, I think you guys are going to have plenty of time for somebody to get out early and get a good trip in and get back in. Yeah, I think so, Don. I think, uh, you, you know, there's a there's a great window this morning for to go out, you know, where you're not going uh, to get wet. I think, you, I think you'll be fine. All right. Sounds good, Robbie. Thanks so much. Give us that telephone number in case somebody wants to give you a call down there. Yo, you can call us at area code 504 Two three nine six three seven seven. All right, my friend. We'll see you next week. All right, Don. Talk to you later, buddy. Bye bye. All right, Robbie Campo down in Shell Beach, updating us on the situation there. Well, I had a great fish story I heard about this week. Um, Johnny Green, he he's captain's charter boat in the Gulf of Mexico, operates out of Orange Beach, and this week he and his crew caught a six hundred pound plus bluefin tuna and brought it to the Orange Beach Marina dock. Now, bluefin tuna, uh, they inhabit the Gulf. There's not many of them landed because very few people rig up heavy enough for them. They usually fish in blackfin or yellowfin tuna or billfish, and they accidentally hook one. Well, last year, Johnny and his crew hooked one uh, around 12 o'clock, and they fought it for like five hours. There were 10 people on the boat, and every one of them got a chance on the rod. They kept switching the rod 20 or 25 times. They ended up breaking the rod and losing the fish. Well, they didn't lose the one this year. Uh, The big bluefin swallowed a live hardtail, and the fishermen had put that on a diamond jig. They were trying to catch blackfin tuna, and the bluefin snagged it. Well, they stopped him when he made his big dive. They were using a Shimano 50 wide and a stand-up harness. And he credits the fisherman with doing a really good job. Uh, After four hours, the fish had died. Then it was the uh, task of winching it back up from uh, with 80-pound test line. And after about six hours of that, they finally brought it next to the boat, and then the real work began. The the deckhands, uh, Jake Reznor was one of them. He harpooned it, and then they used to come along. A lot of you live in the country and done a little fence work, or if you had to pull vehicles out of mud, you know what a come along is. That's what they used to pull the big brute out of the water and cleared the gunwales and put him in the boat. You know, and, and, and Johnny says in, in fishing, some days are better than others, some things that are just meant to be. And this was one of those situations where absolutely everything went perfect. It was a big deal. Uh, so many things have to go right. And, and, and to get an idea of this, you know, the biggest fish ever caught in Louisiana's record books is a 1,152-pound bluefin tuna. Uh, it was on the Miss Kathy 
uh, was back in the 1990s. I can't remember exactly the year. It may have been 2001. It was around that time. Uh, Ron Rowland, Paul and Mike Ippolito, and Pat Fitzmorris were the four guys on there. And they tell an incredible story. Same thing. They weren't really prepared. weren't any idea they would ever catch something that big. And we will be replaying that because they caught it on Memorial Day weekend. And this Memorial Day, you'll be able to watch it on Bayou Wild TV. Or you can watch it anytime you want. It's episode number 93. If you go to our website, BayouWildTV.com, look under the archive shows, and uh, they retell that story, and you'll get to see some of the pictures. Uh, I remember the day they caught it like it was yesterday. I wrote a couple of magazine and newspaper articles on it. It was big, big news. As anytime somebody lands those big bluefin tuna, 1,152 pounds. This one was 600. Congratulations to Johnny Green and his Orange Beach crew. All right, we come back after this. I'm going to quickly try to cover as many as I can the details that were talked about, the issues that came up at this week's Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting. You're hearing it on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. All right, I attended the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting this past Thursday, a very busy meeting, a lot of items on the agenda. I'll try to get to as many as I can. If you want to get a little more detail on them, you're welcome to text in and ask questions or comment at 504-260-1870. Our first order of business was introducing the new head of the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, Mr. Robert Shadowin. Uh, he replaces uh, Jack Montesset, who resigned under charges of uh, bribery and corruption. And we'll have more about that story later on as that develops. But we welcome in uh, Robert Shadowan. I've had a few dealings with him. Uh, nice man. I think he's well qualified. And we'll see how he directs the department if he continues on the same path in some of the issues or makes a little changes. Well, one of the biggest items that they talked about, probably the one that most people were concerned about, was the change, uh, pending change in redfish catch regulations. Uh, as you know, I was asking the listeners to participate in a survey either on the web or when you received the email from the department. They were asking for recreational fishermen preferences, and they got over 5,000 responses and the way it shaked out, they, you know, what we're trying to do, they are trying to reduce the catch by 35% in order to restore them to a safe level. 
and it's going to take years to do it. There's a lot of ways to get to that 35% reduction of annual catch, and that is what they were asking fishermen to choose from some of the management options. And a lot of these were very close, but the number one choice was to change the slot. you got to remember the slot limit right now is 16 to 27 inches. You keep one over 27, total of five fish. Uh, the most popular choice was 16 to 22 to narrow that slot limit, keep a five-fish bag limit, and keep no oversized fish. That was number one. Uh, a close second was to go to 16 to 24 and go with a three-fish bag limit and not keep any oversized fish. Now, there's another 100 scenarios that you could put in there, 17 to 20 slot, 17 to 24, three-fish, uh, one thing was consistent in all the replies. Nobody is in favor of keeping those over 27-inch fish. Uh, I think you're going to see that go the way of the, 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 the blue goose. They're going to be gone. Uh, so anyway, the next move is at the next meeting, uh, they will uh, develop what's called a notice of intent. Uh, they'll wait to get some more uh, input from fishermen. Uh, the commissioners will talk among themselves. They can reconsult with the biologists. And they will probably come forth with a submission uh, that they will send out as a notice of intent. And when that's done, then the public will have uh, a period of public comment. And then based on what they get back from the comment, and they will proceed with it and, and, and make some changes in it. Most of the people that responded said they were happy with what we have. I don't know if they were unaware or just didn't know about it, but the, the, the effort is to reduce the catch by 35%. And doing what we've been doing for the last, uh, I don't know how many decades or many years, uh, we're not going to get there. So we'll keep on top of that and find out where it ends. But it looks to me to say they're probably going to go with that 16 to 22 five-fish limit, keeping none oversized. So you wouldn't reduce your bag limit, but you would narrow that slot where you're not going to be able to keep anything over 22 inches or under 16. That's the redfish issue. Some of the other things they talked about, feral hogs. Uh, somebody came up with the idea, you know, we have a $6 bounty on nutria tails, and it's, it's kind of put a hurt on them when you put money on anything. Well, someone said, what if we put a $5 bounty on feral hogs' tails? Uh, they could put $2 million out to spend, and that might be a cost-effective way to do it. Well, they, they shot it down, and it's uh, it was not going to get into the legislature, at least for this year. It's out. Uh, we'll have to find other ways to control those. A lot of people have been upset about carbon storage in Louisiana. Other states sending their, their uh, carbon to Louisiana and then piping it underneath Lake Palm, Maurepas Swamp, WMA, underneath the lake, uh, there was a a House Bill 454 that was considered, and also a House Bill, several of them, that would kill uh, the use of capture wells under Lake Morpah and under the WMA. Uh, it was referred to the House Natural Resources Committee favorably. However, uh, some people have pointed out that, you know, a parish really uh, can't make decisions because it's a state issue, and they deferred it to the state's authority whether they could actually enforce a parish ordinance that would prevent those injection wells from being filled. 
Uh, House Bill 576, we're going to talk more about this later on. David Cresson with CCA is going to join us. And uh, there were some surprises on, on that bill, and I've got some more questions about it for David Cresson. He was there at the meeting, and we'll talk to him a little bit later on. Uh, also, we had uh, House Bill 4, and this is the one that would say that no trespassing citations can be written to anyone on running waters. Um, now, Department of Wildlife and Fisheries testified that they write very few trespass citations unless there's another violation taking place. They refer them to the sheriff's offices. Uh, this bill was sent to the House Administra- Administration of Criminal Justice. Um, you know, it's the, the question came up by uh, Joe McPherson, one of the commissioners, uh, why doesn't the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries enforce trespass instead of calling a sheriff's office? Now, if it's a call and someone has to go out, yeah, send it to the sheriff's office. But if there's already uh, an agent in the area, they have the, the authority to enforce trespassing issues. But I guess it's uh, something that they consider more of a, a civil matter as well as a criminal matter, and they prefer to let the sheriff's office handle it. Anyway, uh, I'm not sure where that bill is going to go. It was sent to the uh, Criminal Justice Committee, and we'll see. It's uh, pretty a bold step not to to allow any trespassing tickets on what's considered running waters. And I guess the rub comes in, what do you consider running waters? Gets back to the old private versus public. All right, we got some dealings on shrimp and some ducks. I'll be back to tell you about that and get to some of your text messages, 504-260-1870. We're back right after this. All right, we get text in uh, during the program, and I'll share some of these with you. Let me get back to some of those issues that were talked about at Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. Uh, we're hearing from the steel man. He's checking in. He's with Big Bird, Jay Bull. They put in a full workday yesterday on boat projects, getting ready for the annual Grand Isle trip. Well, Uh, They're going to be hitting the trestles this morning if the weather permits. I think you definitely can get out if you get out early because it looks like we got something coming. Anyway, comments to Tickfaw 200 races have been whizzing by the Wrigley's the past couple days. Happy hunting. And here's one that says, um, I took your advice and planned a fishing trip. It rained before I could get out of the door. Man, I've lost my passion for fishing since my daddy passed away in 2019. It's just not the same. That's from our regular listener, The Worm. Well, i got to tell you, Worm, you know, I think you've discovered what a lot of people have. Fishing and hunting, it, it's not always all about that, the game and the trip. It's uh, who you were with, the experience, and sharing it with family and friends. And when that no longer happens, yeah, it's just not the same. But uh got to keep on going, keep on doing it. And you know what could turn you around? Get, get some youngsters. Take them out. Get them to put those uh, iPads down and uh, take them out in the woods or on the water and introduce them to the outdoors, and it may uh, rekindle your passion for it. All right, we're going to take a quick pause, back with more of your texts, and also I'll finish up some of the issues that were discussed at this week's Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting. We'll do it right after we let our local stations identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, some of the other issues I didn't get to that the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission discussed, uh, making changes in the duck season. Uh, I think the way that they, and it was a little bit confusing, but I believe the way they wanted us to go, the West Zone had some requests. Uh, You know, we have a special early season or late season, it could be. We have a choice on how we want it for youth hunters, 17 and under, and for veterans. And uh, they made a suggestion for the youth season to be 
on the weekend ahead of the regular season, like on that Saturday. And then the veterans hunt would be on the back end. So that way, the idea of the youth hunt is before the weather gets real brutal and you want to take youngsters out there, uh, it's best to go out early before the real cold weather gets in. And for the hardened veterans, well, they can go the last weekend. And sometimes in certain areas, the duck hunting gets better the later it is in the season because it gives a migration more time to to fulfill itself so anyway uh they've changed it where the the youth hunt will be on the front weekend in front of it and the vets on the back weekend i kind of like that idea i think it's good also there was a discussion about setting the uh, statewide shrimp season part of the state opened up uh now on may 18th we'll have the rest of the state will be open statewide for the shrimpers to drop their trawls all right um let's see what else did they cover um I think I got most of that. I did want to mention, though, about some of the, the public comment that was given on that redfish issue. Uh, I think the people that, that comment and the ones that respond to surveys and emails, a lot of times it, they don't really think that, you know, that there's a, just a, a total number of uh, people with differing opinions. People fish for different reasons. Uh, we heard from some uh, captains who are fly fishing guides and they never keep a fish. They release all of their fish, and they were asking for a 50% reduction option instead of a 35. Well, that's you know their business, and that's their personal view on it. But they got to remember, there's a lot of people that that fish for uh, not just a recreational they fish because they like to eat fish and they like to keep fish, and they do that in everything from very expensive bay boats to people who sit on buckets on the edge of the marsh and catch them. So everybody's got their opinion and. That's a tough job sometimes for the commissioners and the biologists to reach that happy medium where everybody uh, agrees on everything. One of the things, though, I'll say it again, that I came away with from that meeting, uh, there's going to be a ban on the bull redfish. Uh, If you uh, want to get a a fish, a big fish, one of those spawners in that 27 and up range, uh, you're not going to be able to keep them. I see that going away. Uh, now with the technology, you take a good photograph, take some exact measurements, uh, girth, uh, dimensions, length, and you give that to a taxidermist and they can make you a fine fiberglass reproduction and the fish will swim to live another day, to fight another day, and also to make more little redfish. So that is generally agreed on, I would say, nearly 100% on that one. One of the other things that kept popping up was uh, the, the amount of fish that are being killed especially smaller fish by bow fishing now i don't know if that's true um you know bow fishing there's so few people that do that compared to rod and reel fishermen and there's a lot of redfish that a fish with live bait people use treble hooks the redfish swallows it deep down by the time you get that hook out gills are bleeding it's been out of the water its chances of survival aren't very good uh, the contention is, well, you can't tell the exact size of a redfish when you're shooting it with a bow, and if you hit it, you can't release it. Um, I'm sure there's some of that that happens, and they have to discard it, just like if you catch one with a rod and reel. But one of the good uh, ideas that came out of this was to maybe develop a program. I think this was David Cresson, uh, where you, it's kind of like the recreational offshore landing permit, where you give a, you have to have a special permit to, to go bow fishing, and a lot of people say, ah, not another license and permit. But what it will do, it will get an idea of how many people are doing it because they have no idea. They don't know how, what the percent of success is. They don't know how many are being taken. So without any scientific data 
to prove that bow fishing is detrimental. And remember, they got to abide by the same regulations. If they're going to be lowered uh, for recreational rod and reel fishermen, so will the bow fishermen. But I think that's a good idea, and I think you may see that, some type of either licensing or maybe permitting, a free permit, to just get a better handle on, on how many fish are being taken by the bow fishermen. Of course, another one, the pogey boats, the Manhattan boats, they get a lot of blame, and it's certainly deserved. I mean, it's, there's a lot of empirical evidence on the bycatch that they take. All right, we come back after this. We'll continue at 504-260-187. If you want to get a text in, we're back right after this. All right, got some more text in. If you want to send us one, it's 504-260-1870. Here's one from our buddy, the River Rat. He said, another one, he said, this is not the first person. That said, the Tickfart 200 is this weekend. Lakes Marpon and Pontchartrain will not be a safe place for the small boats. That's from the River Rat. Uh, we got uh, Wingbone, our friend Ed in Wilmer, Alabama. He's working on a turkey call. Listen to us on the radio. Good morning to you, Wingbone. Keep them coming. Uh, here's one from Greg. He says he caught his 751-pound bluefin in the New Orleans Invitational. It was the first bluefin brought into Port Eads, weighed by Joe Yurt. Ah, Joe Yurt. I hadn't heard that name in a while. Long time weigh. I think he weighed the one that uh, set the record, the 1,152 pounds. I'm pretty sure Joe had a hand in that. And we're also hearing from Lafitte LT. He's thankful for listening from anywhere. Uh, last week he was in North Carolina listening. He's in Tennessee this morning. Thanks for all you do, keeping us informed. Thank you for listening, LT. Uh, we got Bobby the Bullet calling in from Point of Shan. He got a limited trout the last two weeks. Uh, beautiful fishing weather going out at the marina at the PAC uh, kayak, PAC, kayak launch. And he'd really love to see night fishing for redfish in the pokey boats move with a half mile to a mile limit. We're going to talk a a lot more about that after the top of the hour. Uh, David Cresson is going to join us and fill us in on how House Bill 576 is uh, proceeding. Here's another one. If the pogey boats stop slaughtering the redfish, the fishermen wouldn't have to change their krill limits. That's from TW. And let's see. we got so uh, This is uh, Lafayette Yacker, a good old buddy from Lafayette. He's getting ready to wet the lines at Grand Isle for Paddlepalooza. Hope everyone... Uh, Stay safe, and uh, hopefully they all get it in before that rain moves over there. He says everyone's there, even the frog lawyer. <laughs> and let's see, here's one uh, wants to give a shout-out to the buddies, the Black Cloud Fishing Crew. Now, is that the same Black Cloud I know named Gary Rasponi? Anyway, he says he couldn't make it out, but they're heading to Lake Bourne. Trust me, they need some tips if you have them. Well, we heard from Robbie Campo, and they're catching a lot of nice trout. Uh, that east shoreline of Lake Bourne's active. You bring some shrimp, popping cork, and maybe some bottom rigs and try those uh, shrimp out there. Uh, I don't see how you could miss this morning unless the weather catches up with you. you got to get out there early. All right, 504-260-1870. Also got this fishing report in uh, from my turkey hunting buddy, uh, Toby. Toby ended up uh, saving the season. He had kind of a rough start. Uh, boy, I tell you, I, I'm coming off of a nice season. Uh, uh, tagged out in Louisiana, two big mature birds uh, up in Washington Parish, and then I called that uh, that Jake in. That's still I had about a four-inch beard from my 12-year-old nephew Drew. He got his first turkey. He was pretty excited. So uh, the Dubuque household has a, a lot of uh, wild turkey for uh, dining pleasure. Well, anyway, Toby's fishing report. He went to Delacroix Island. He said it's on fire. There's redfish, the slot-sized reds, and bass. They're all mixed together. What he caught them on was a jackhammer chatterbait 
Yeah, swim baits that he uh, rigged weedless and pegged Texas Berkeley, Berkeley pit boss. And uh, thanks to Toby, went out there and made a, a really nice trip. All right, something I mentioned last week and had some people didn't quite get it and wanted to get some more details because this is becoming a very popular event. Uh, the Bogachita National Wildlife Refuge uh, has a youth fishing rodeo every year on the refuge. They've got a beautiful lake up there. It's got a boardwalk. It's got uh, a trailhead. You take the Pearl River turnarounds, what it's called. It's exit 11 on I-59 north in Pearl River. And if you sign up, they got to pre-register the kids between 4 and 15. And uh, they got a great day. They start fishing early at 730, but they wrap it up. You know, our kids are all with attention spans. And it starts to get warm about uh, that time. It's June 10th on a Saturday. It finishes at 11 a.m. And uh, they got to have an adult with them. Got to be able to hold a fishing pole. And when they're registered, they get a free T-shirt, the bait, and the whole family gets lunch. They've got fishing poles that are all rigged up. You can borrow those or you can bring your own. And um, the cost is $10 per child. And if you have a problem uh, coming up with the $10, they do have some financial aid that you can uh, ask for. And uh, registrations are going to be closing on May 26th or when full. And in my experience, it fills up before the deadline. So if you want to do that, you go to the Bogachetta National Wildlife Refuge website. I'll give it to you. It's pretty easy when it's uh, flwr.org slash flwr.org slash and uh, you can register you can pay online there or you can go in person to their office which is on 434 highway 434 just a little bit north of lacombe i got a really nice uh, outlay there that's the headquarters for the whole southeast louisiana national uh, wildlife refuges anyway it's a good event they do stock it so there's some good fish to be caught in there there's bass there's brim there's catfish and uh, a lot of fun to be had in there. Take advantage of it. That's uh, some of your tax dollars and your license dollars going to work. Don't pass it up. If you need to get that, text me, and I'll give it to you and send it to you, and you can get online if you didn't have a chance to jot it down. All right, we come back after this. Daryl Carpenter joins us. we got a Grand Isle fishing report for you. And uh, right after that, a little bit later on, we're going to get another Grand Isle report for the kayakers because Brendan Bayard's going to tell us about the Paddle Palooza. Daryl's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, we got a Saturday morning with some uh, storm systems out there, mostly in the western part of the state, but they are moving from west to east, and uh, one uh, just kind of popped up in the Gulf, and it's moving a little bit to the northeast. I don't know if it's going to hit Grand Isle or not. Let's check with Daryl Carpenter. Daryl, can you see any of that uh, from Grand Isle out to the southwest yet? There's a little small system there, but there's a big one. Uh, around I-10, that's uh, probably right over Lafayette right about now. Yeah, Don, we, uh, it's kind of overcast to the west, so, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't see anything if it was booming. Um, but, I mean, it's nothing we're, we're not used to this time of the year. We uh, we spent an hour and a half hiding under a building yesterday while all that lightning and, and you know, fireworks show passed by. It, uh, it changed the bite a little bit. You know, that's the bad thing. We were on some good fish, and it's... All of a sudden, we take out to take an hour, hour and a half break from rain. You get back out there, and the fish have moved, you know. You lost your bite. So we had to go find another one. But that has not been hard to do around Grand Isle. Uh, the only – you know, I heard you talking about a lot of regulations this morning. The biggest problem we've had around Grand Isle uh, the last week or so, whether it be on the beach, the interior wrecks, anything, 
is if we were fishing under those new regulations with that 18-inch slot, we wouldn't have come home with very many fish. The, the fish have been just amazingly large. Uh, I had several pushing 22 the day before yesterday. Uh, the fish were a little bit smaller yesterday. Um, it's just, man, that, I mean, for the last three or four years, everybody's been complaining about nothing but small fish, small fish. The last, the last three, four or five days, it's been nothing but big fish. Yep, so <laughs> instead of the, the complaint being, well, we're catching them all undersized, we got to release them. Now they're all oversized, we got to release them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, you know, I mean, it's been, look, it, it's turned on. Well, and, I, and look, it's been on, Don. It's just the weather has been still crazy into May, and we're finally starting to get a few calm days to where the fleet and, and all the traffic can spread out and not put as much pressure on these fish in a small protected area. And we're finding that those fish are everywhere. Uh, I'm talking about, you know, the beaches are full of fish. We caught fish this week on the beach. We caught fish when we had to run off of the beach and hide because it got too rough. Um, you know, I mean, the trout are everywhere right now. There's some reds mixed in with them. And I'll tell you something, uh, I'm not, you know, I, I may not be all goo-goo about the fish like some of them are, but day before yesterday, we got into a whole school of pompano to the point I had to stop and look up the regulations and say, okay, how many can of these can I have? So, you know, we, uh, the pompano have been just crazy. I mean, everybody's coming in five, six, seven of them just as part of the trip, you know, when they, when they fish with all these shrimp. That's kind of a mystery fish. You know, you just, you can't ever target them hardly. There's some people that are really good at that, but for the most part, it's just like what you've been experiencing. You come up on them and you're fishing something else and you end up hooking a few. Have you been catching them uh, on the beach side? Obviously, I don't think they're on the interior anywhere. Huh? No, we've actually been catching a few on the interior. You know, wow. we've lost so much marsh. Now, the, the big schools that we ran into were on the beach. But mm-hmm. we have lost so much marsh on the, the immediate north side of Grand Isle that the north side's like a beach also. So the exterior um, you know, I mean, has become the, I mean, the interior has become the exterior now. <laughs> <laughs> well, to some extent, yes. I mean, yeah. our salinity is real high. Mm-hmm. You know, the salinity is real high and so forth. I mean, there's there's very little, there's nothing but a bump of sand differentiating the ocean from the bay. But, uh, so, yeah, we've been catching some on the inside, too. But, you know, the big schools are like what we ran into the uh, day before yesterday. They're, they're offshore. They're going to remain in the offshore waters. It's just... You know, I mean, it's it's a heyday. We're we're having a good time. There's fish everywhere, even on bad days. If you want to call yesterday a bad day, you know, where where we had to hide and retreat from the wind until after that front passed. Even that, we it took us a little while, but we were able to find another school of fish, and we were able to come back with a nice box of you know fifty, sixty fish. So, did you have to look up a recipe for those pompano, or did you have one in mind? No, nah, they're all customer fish. They left. Uh, I even, had, I even had to grit grit my teeth a little bit because they wanted they wanted to make some dip out of a few of them Spanish mackerel. So I had to clean some Spanish mackerel too. <laughs> oh well, they all eat, I guess. You know, and I'm I'm like you. I'm not real crazy about pompano. I find them a little bit oily, but some people just really love them. Yeah, that. And I'm gonna be honest with you, Don. It's the guy that's got to clean them at the end of the day. You look at that fish, he's a hell of a fight and everything else, but it's like, man, i got to clean that. I'm not going to get but a couple of little potato chips off of that. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty narrow. They sure are. Darrell, if somebody wants to get in on some of this really good fishing, uh, hopefully you'll have some openings when they need to come down. Tell them how to get in touch with you and check it out. 
Oh, yeah, Don. There's there's plenty of openings scattered all over the books. They can find me on your website at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. Uh, of course, we've got realstreamers.com. We do some of the social media stuff. And then just pick up the phone, 225-937-6288. All right, my friend. Hope you get your trip in today, and uh, we'll check back with you next week. Yeah, we got one boat going already, and we got one that said his wife isn't a morning person. They'll show up when they show up. <laughs> hey, that's okay, too. <laughs> See you next time. That's Daryl Carpenter. Real Screamers, R-E-E-L, Screamers.com. All right, we come back after the top of the hour break. We're going to start off with David Cresson, talk about that House Bill 576 with the pogey boat regulations. Brendan Bayard's going to report from the Paddle Palooza. we got Ryan Lambert. Who knows where the heck the plastic man will be. And your text message is 504-260-1870. Hour one is done. Hour two still to come. This is The Outdoors with Don Dubuque. Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.